wasn't as loud as I thought. <laughs> and welcome to the speed episode. Here we go. We're going to talk about everything that we can think of and get it all done. Put two hours of conversation into 30 minutes. Ready? And. <laughs> Do you think or, we could? I, I, well, people are going to speed it up anyway. So oh. if, what if we just got in the habit of speaking really fast and those one and a half times people on podcasts were just like, what the fuck? What the fuck happened? But <laughs> you just start, you know, <laughs> like we'll talk like squirrels. We could. <laughs> and then it'll get even higher when they speed it up. We can just <laughs> speed it up in the editing. And that oh, way yeah. when they get it, it just sounds inaudible. It, it'd be like, you know, <gasps> fast forwarding a cassette while you're holding the play button partially down. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we just set that, we just release them that they're two times that speed, then people in order to listen to them would have to listen to it at half, half speed, speed just to get it back to normal. Yeah. It's a, it's a big waste of everybody's time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Including, we just lost, uh, you know, a minute right there talking right. about it. Mm. <laughs> um, what were we going to talk about? Well, we were we were talking. Uh, it, the 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 funny thing that happened, I think, was like, what's the is what, how many people have died from this virus thing all, all over the world? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's not even fun to look anymore. <laughs> like, I can't even entertain. What's like, I can't even console myself with other people's misery. COVID nineteen news, you know, like breaking. Or, yeah, what or, would be what would be a shocking thing? Like, what could shock you at this point? Oh, and uh, in COVID nineteen world, it was all a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be shocking. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even. I think what will be shocking is just sort of the you know the long term effects. And we were talking earlier about um, you know labor market mm-hmm. or whatever, of, like because we don't. And, and how blinkered or how restricted our view of some things is because of the group that, we, you know, the, the bubble that we have, the, the oh, limited sure. social interaction that we have. Because we don't know anybody who's not working. Yeah, we've, we've curated some type of weird group where yeah. I think the world is super, not fucked up like most people would think, but in the sense that, like, um, I don't I guess we don't, I don't know what you'd call it. Cause I don't want to like disparage anybody that needs assistance. So it's not that, yeah. but we tend not to befriend people that are reliant on certain circumstances or, or on certain l- support mechanisms. <sighs> right. Yeah. Is yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, and I, I don't even know how to frame this, but it came it kind of came, I was telling you, like my dad was talking about how surprised he was at how supportive the government was and how well they've balanced the economy. And I was kind of like, I've never met somebody like this. Like it was like culture shock for me because I was like, hold on, what, like, what do you mean supportive? And he's like, oh, they've done a great job of like sending out, you know, financial support for people through. And I didn't, he's in, he lives in California and is retired and has like a pension and has all that stuff. So all of the stimulus checks, those are like bonuses to him. That's like, a, he's like, yeah, it's a good job. I didn't have this money before and now I have it, but nothing else has changed for him. It's not like he lost his job. And then it, that yeah. money was there to 
you know, account for. So his perspective is like, things are great, actually. And then there's somebody who, you know, might be in an, like, I would say the, maybe the worst scenario is like you're in industry events, um, restaurant, in in, what is the worst position would probably be somebody who owns a business in an industry that's not legally allowed to open. That would be the worst circumstances. What you were telling me, um, uh, about Aaron's friend who's living, Mm. lives in France and they own a gym Yes, and it's been shut down Mm -hmm. for a year and a half, basically. Yeah. Yeah, just coming up on a year and a half. Wow. <laughs> uh, that was, and, I was like, well, and, what, did, what did you do? And they're like, ah, oh, we just go into debt. Like, and then like hope in some time in the future that you can recover from that. Yeah. All right, then. That's not mellow. But hey, there's good news. Your house has gone up in equity. Or, <laughs> I mean, now. Sure. I guess. I mean, what, what, let's see. So I know I, that's, we were looking at stats. Mm-hmm. You, you said that it was the average in Salt Lake County or something was 285. 280 something, and now it's 405. Yeah. That's a year later. And then, uh, um, and then the stats for Bozeman, it was like it was the, the median was 400,000 or something like that. And then in one year, it went up to 750,000. These are housing costs. That's a, yeah. That is fucking insane. Because this is the big joke. That it's like, okay, so houses are somewhere between twenty-five and forty percent more expensive. Yeah, um, you're not getting paid twenty-five percent to forty percent more in salary. Correct. Um, in, especially if you're not working. Yeah, it's like something is a myth. This is what I something's wrong. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's kind of tickling. Come on. That's kind of nice. Yeah, and so what I'm trying to think is like, okay, what, what would you do? Like, shouldn't there be like hard predictions right now where this is where advantages come from? Is risking okay. yeah. in a potentially uh, chaotic market. Okay. Right? You make the, yeah. you, you leverage the right bet at the right time. And if we get like... Do you think that housing is going to continue to escalate? Doesn't matter. It's too late because it won't escalate the the forty or forty five percent that it has in the last year. Again, right. right? I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like, is that like what is the potential cap? Because I look just housing in general. Like, let's it's just late. imagine single family home yeah. uh-huh. that was you know. The cost of which a year ago was four hundred thousand dollars, and now it's seven hundred thousand. So let's just say that that gets up to a million dollars, and then there's no private property ownership except for by you mean like the the, UK, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) or or LA, yeah, like that. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, is it gonna get that out of hand? Like, in out of hand, I mean, like it's untenable for most people. And then we just become renters, which means we become reliant on somebody else to provide for something. Right. So if you did own property right now, then you could become a landlord later. Great. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Oh, this sounds awesome. (laughs) This really, really. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, what are the other options? Like, given the options, I mean, that seems to be the only path. But I look at so. Okay, is is you know is each it seems like every place is booming like it seems yeah real estate wise 
um, like houses are being sold for somewhere between 10 and 50 grand over asking price in Utah. This is in Utah. Yeah. And with like tw- on average 10 to 20 grand in earnest money and their cash offers. And, and this is like this, you, you talk to anybody and so like you, it, you can't get a house. It's really fucking hard. But let's so, I, I mean, I mean, I am curious why. Is like obviously, you know, one of the fastest, the mm-hmm. fastest growing community, you know, was near Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the nation, mm-hmm. the fastest growing in the nation last year, or whatever, Harriman. Um, so people are moving here for whatever reason. I mean, they're not coming. You know, yes, jobs are being. You know, I think they announced yesterday that Amazon's going to hire fourteen hundred people here. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, because the distribution center out in the new port or whatever but um so places like here or bozeman or you know where people have figured out like oh i guess you know working remotely is going to be a thing from now on Mm -hmm. or 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 more of a thing and um and so then i can live wherever i want so why wouldn't i go live somewhere cool and Mm. then you know obviously you get ten thousand new people that move to a place without ten thousand new yeah um, homes or of any kind, then you end up in the, the real estate circumstance that we have right now with the, 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 the yeah. What's the, the average inventory in Utah, like on, on a stable, mar- what they call it, I guess a stable market, which is like, you know, no buyer seller absolutes. Like okay. right now it's obviously not a buyer's market. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's 1100 homes are usually available and we're less I than, I thought it was more than that. Uh, well, now oh, we're right. less than like 200 or something okay. that's available. Like that's in, and this is like in the MLS or whatever, right. Okay, uh, I guess. And maybe I'm off on that, but that, that's what I remember. I could be wrong, but you know, 90% less than what we have or something like 70% less or whatever it ends up being. That seems like it's a problem. Um, what I'm trying to like, I mean, Okay, and I think a lot of people are looking at this like, well, how do I play the market? Like, how do I, if you're looking right now and you have some kind of advantage, like you're not, you know, a hundred grand in debt or something like that. Yeah. And you're looking at what, like, what the fuck do you do? Like, where do you, do you invest in the stock market? Do you buy property? Do you buy a house and flip it? And I'm, I think we're past the point in Utah where the, the smart bet would be buying houses. I think that's not a good bet. Yeah. And that that's also I could be wrong because the, the you know the median house the median cost might jump another 30-40%. But I also don't like other things aren't going to come with that. So I, I think that's going to cause like an artificial spike and fall. So you were talking about our our friend who had, you know had been built in the middle of building a house when the pandemic hit or mm-hmm. had, and started it and oh, then yeah. um, had to basically um, because for whatever reason, you know, as the housing boom began booming, Mm -hmm. um, the lumber costs and availability, uh, the cost increase and the availability declined, obviously, and that's whatever supply demand situation, but, um, uh, and and that he just like had to buy all of the lumber all at once of, you know, just like to try and lock in the price. And then the, the cost just kept going through the roof. So like yeah. he made, he made a good play, yeah. but then, but that there are some other things. So if there's a lumber shortage right now and a steel shortage and a cement shortage mm-hmm. and things like that, and trying to identify why that is, and is it, 
I mean, I don't. That's something I just I, that, that I don't understand. We go, like, oh well, people weren't working. I'm like, well, and then that's how we got on the topic of like, well, we didn't know anybody who didn't not work. Like, sure. Yeah, hair salon for a little bit. You're done. You know, yeah, you for a month or two, for yeah. a month or two, or you know, okay, say three. But so service type industries. But then, um, you know, where we get everything printed, they never shut down. You know, yeah. They're like, hey, they're basically a a a paper. You know, I want to say they. It's it's like a. Uh, I'll say factory, which is, sure. you know, for lack of a better term. Um, and, and so I would have thought that, oh, well, these other places mm-hmm. that are, are not service-based, not retail stores, the thing, you know, where they're, you know, where you can't control the size of the crowd, um, you know, or, or, or were these, you know, the, 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 the lumber yards and, the, and the, the, the finishing and the distribution and that, were they operating at 25%, you know, capacity? And that's how the shortage developed. Or, you know, what... I, I'm gonna maybe this is conspiratorial, okay? But it doesn't seem real to me because I, people are still working. Like there's still construction. There's still these things, and maybe somebody could like give a different perspective from a different bubble that yeah. might change my thoughts on that. But the like construction job. Remember when we're talking about essential construction work in in most cases was essential. Yeah, and so it never kind of went away. And friends that I have that work at gravel pits and. Um, they, that would be like, you know, resource rich jobs that are, you know, responsible for all cement and all steel, all of these things. They, there was no shutdown there. And if you look at construction around Salt Lake, it's not like, oh yeah, we had to stop building this fucking apartment complex because, you know, we didn't have the raw materials. Maybe that stuff's locked in well, you know, long time in advance and they're coasting on a supply they were sitting on. But, um, you know, there certainly isn't a shortage of cement. If I look yeah. at all the street work being done all over the, <laughs> all over the city. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're tearing up roads everywhere and fixing stuff. So yeah, uh, this is why, okay. So alarm, to accommodate the, you know, the influx. And I know it, it's, it's complex, right? There, and yeah. the, this is what makes it a pseudoscience. Like economics becomes a pseudoscience because you can't really quantify or falsify any of this stuff. It's all kind of your, a, the economy is a result of the majority's perception of what's going on. Sure. So, terrifyingly enough, if more people start to go, "Hey, this uh, something's not right here," like yeah. housing costs are way through the roof, jobs are down. Wait, so wait, jobs are down because they're saying that you know we can't produce this stuff because nobody's working, um, but people aren't taking jobs. Yeah. Because that's also a market that's having a problem. They're having problems. Filling jobs with this whatever um, job fair—I don't know how that works. I, yeah, I—I I mean, I was you know reading. I think it was on, on the Reason dot com mm. website or Reason magazine, whatever that uh, about you know some you know companies in Indiana. I think was the the place where they're like, yeah, they had this job fair. They're trying to get people to you know go to work in that whatever business industry that they were in, yeah. and no one showed up at the job fair. <laughs> yeah. And there and then other sort of industries or, or or types of services are offering more money to try and get people to come back, and they're still not able to fill the positions. Yeah, and it's and and. Is that because everybody? Okay, you get you get furloughed, you get unemployment, you you know you get whatever your normal is plus the additional you know twenty four hundred a month on top of that. Mm. Um, did everybody just bank that and now they're coasting? You know, there's like for a little <laughs> bit and just going like I'm going to wait till later. I don't think that's how it works because I mean I've I've had periods where you get a certain amount of money without a certain amount of work. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not like you put that to good use. Like, or like, <laughs> may, am I the only person who didn't put it to good use? Yeah. Like, uh, I'm the person. Yeah. Everybody else is fiscally responsible, and I was the asshole. Yeah. Cause like, I don't think so. Yeah. You were the guy who thought it was going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, <laughs> yeah. 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 I guac every day. Yeah. I guac on my Chipotle every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every it's, single it's, day. It's extra. Do you know that? I, I didn't notice it because I had so, so much extra. So much extra. Here. <laughs> I bought so much guacamole. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're making it rain. But at in the that fucking Chipotle. Holy shit. I mean, as a metaphor for this generation, I know they used to use the avocado toast, which yeah. why kids couldn't buy houses. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the 40% increase in in median costs costs yeah it it has to do because they're buying avocado (laughs) but also how like avocado is the sign of like i don't know uh wealth or or like yeah or maybe not that because it's not wealth it's like affluence or like extra or excess or maybe avocado is what you buy when you don't know how to like monitor your own income and and expenditure (laughs) I mean, it's it seems kind of like a you know maybe a, it's a it's a luxury good because it costs you know whatever oh you can get two for five dollars today man uh, they I'll get the biggest ones then but then if you live in a place where like the avocados are just kind of growing out of control let's say and then you just have a rat problem because they fall off the trees and then if you don't pick them all up you know and then the but wasn't there a thing where like uh, the cartel since the cannabis industry has picked up and it's become regulate somewhat regulated in the majority of uh, the US um, they were saying like cartels are switching over to dealing with avocados and fish because those are going to be the next you know gray markets where like Th- that seems regulation really gets in the way because you know as far we'll as <laughs> what I was you know reading about the various states that you know where cannabis has been you know re- legalized for recreational use um, that it, that because of the taxes that are getting put onto it and because of all the regulation <laughs> like it it still costs quite a bit less sure yeah to you know to buy it on the on the black market it's still oh it's 100 percent. it's less a lot less yeah like (laughs) i i mean you talk where were we were we in we were in nevada yeah right and we went to that shop and i was just looking you know what maybe different states have different supplies so i was just trying to get an idea and there it wasn't even organic i think it was just like there you know some sativa hybrid uh, bud that was like $240 or something an ounce. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that's really expensive. Uh, yeah, I don't, I like, don't know. You can get like medical quality organic through and through for like 110 through, I mean, the black market or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Like that, that's like the going price for like a reputable illegal drug dealer. And it's more than twice that at like a head shop, like a, for the yeah. the, the reputable mm-hmm. the reputable legal drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> one of them is illegal. So here's his. This is what I read. I mean, I wonder if how much of the California surplus that we were reading about came from that because they were oh. what they were seventy, no, seven hundred and fifty billion to the good, like a surplus in the state. Plus the hundred something. plus another twenty five billion or something like or two hundred and fifty. No. Uh seventy five billion plus twenty five billion from the Fed. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So it was a hundred billion dollar surplus for yeah. the year last year. And so then, you know, Newsom obviously is just gonna buy some votes. 
Sure. Like, is it? It's it, a lot it, of Chinese laundry dinners. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought it was French, but oh, French laundry. Sorry. Yeah, Chinese laundry is a shoemaker. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Again, you know, again, I'm new to this whole avocado thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the this is from uh, uh, I can't remember what this is. Um, Wall Street Journal or something. The the cartels engage uh, engage in extortion of avocado producers, transporters, and packers to gain control over the sector by taking over lands used to produce avocados. They become informal owners of fields and profit from their sales. The cartels are broadening their portfolios beyond avocados too. So they uh, like this is, I guess there's not as much money to be made in drugs these days. Or I mean. What did they do when they could, when, you know, what did they do under lockdown? When they couldn't work? When they couldn't export their goods illegally across the border. <laughs> I, I think it was business as usual. I think so. You well, know, and then prices. You've got to imagine, though, cocaine and those kind of things go down, right? Because that's a very social drug. Okay. Yeah. But there's not a lot of people like doing lines by themselves. Those are like true addicts, and that's not representation of the majority. Uh, of the majority, right? sure. Yeah, I guess that it would be a social recreational. But type weed, of, that would go would, rocket high. Yeah, and then you would just want to buy, you know, shares in Nabisco or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the cartels out of like fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I just I thought that I don't know. It's a really weird. Uh, it's a, it's a weird world. Just looking at it from the perspective of what you should do, like. I don't know what to do. And, and, and also, like, if you are running a business, let's mm-hmm. say that, you know, per, hypothetically that we were running a business <laughs> and we wanted to, you know, budget or plan yeah. or, you know, put the whatever resources that we have to, you know, good use or something, um, it, it would almost be impossible mm. because if... And maybe I'm, you know, again, it's maybe I'm just old, but <laughs> I always thought that if there, you know, that if you just start printing money, there would be, you know, some inflation and then the value mm-hmm. of the money, there's like more bills going around than there's, than, than each one um, is, is less. And so if that's in the offing and, and that's what's being talked about and it's kind of volatile and the market's up and down and, and, and that, and, and is that like when you buy gold? Right or butter or something. Uh, I think uh, tulips. Oh, I think that's when you buy tulips and then they devalue and then you crash an economy. Oh wait, that's something different. Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> I think the French the French had some weird thing where they made tulips the currency for a while. Oh, it was back in probably Louis the Fourteenth to Sixteenth era or something. It was anyway. It, they they basically ruined the economy. Oh, Louis! <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was poppies, and but that was like a. Totally, but that's valuable. That's a different. Because people can get high also, off of that yeah, shit. Exactly. <laughs> I, and that's really the the function of it. I don't. So I mean, we're. I'm trying to think about what would be the smart move, and not just smart, but like. How can you take advantage of a situation and, yeah. and, and not, not in the big wig way. Like, it's not like we have a billion dollars that we can like waste stuff. It's like there's, but there should be smart investments and returns on investments. I, to be honest, like my, my thought about how the economy is going now is that it's like, it's going to drop 
things don't add up in my it, head. Yeah. Um, the the lack of jobs, but the then if inflation. It's, but then the, if it's if it's based on everybody's perception sure, of it. Sure. And then if everybody just collectively, I mean, that's what keeps the planes in the sky, right? People believe that that, that the laws of aerodynamics actually are a thing. Oh no, it's flat. And, the Earth is flat. <laughs> But the planes are still above it. <laughs> but on a flat plane. <laughs> oh, the plane above a plane. And the amber waves of grain. And, um, but, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, why didn't everybody just collectively imagine that the, you know, we'll just go, all right, everybody, at 8 p.m. tonight, uh, for five minutes, everyone believes that the economy is going gangbusters yeah. and see what happens. I mean, it would change it. Right, like uh, probably because something changes just like there you, you'll see um real estate drop in value at almost any threat of war like there's like okay. this dip that happens because for whatever reason um and th- those kind of things i think you could track over the long time but i think you're right that it is like the the economy in quotations as it is some kind of thought about as some kind of creature yeah um or or monster it, it is it is just like a nightmare like it only exists when you're in it or you have a perception of it right yeah. you're like it's a dream but it's, if you're not involved in it at all it's just but like a dream it can definitely influence your behavior yeah right and so it's like it is a controlled hallucination is kind of how I would think about the economy as in like we're all collectively hallucinating this idea and if one of us, breaks apart and doesn't believe into it it nothing changes but the majority starts to shift and see the dream as a nightmare and then the economy crashes right yeah so it's a it's just like influence and i i I can't see it not happening to be uh, first of all there's no there's no such thing as just like you know unfettered growth without some sort of correction right they need yeah. some culling involved in the overgrowth like you can't just grow you can't grow anything without trimming it back true but you got to control certain things yeah. forests don't grow like that you need burn back like it's just like it's it's a kind of like a natural law yeah and and i think it has to do in the economy it has to do with overspending it has to do with um, an excess of credit lines is what it looks like to me. Like when there's too much credit out yeah, um, and not enough to back it up, which would look, you know, it's been explained to me. Uh, I'll ask some people, well, why, why don't we have like bread lines yet? Because obviously we printed 20%. Like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And they say the, the international use of USD is what keeps it stable because it go like it goes beyond people who have a perception of what's actually going on in our country. And economies that have like hyperinflation have been almost always secluded countries that don't like have a lot. Of, economies, yeah, don't yeah. have a, a large amount of GDP and trade value. Yeah. So that that's kind of the perception of what we're getting away with, even though we're not doing technically the correct thing. If we can float it for long enough and get enough people to forget about all that shit that we did, then it might move past it. Which I I think is like, man, that's a long shot. So to to come to the idea of like. What, what do you like uh, in our business? So the the business is like okay, this, we're tech, we're theoretically running a business, yes, and we need to keep it going. And what things should we invest in? We've even looked at cryptocurrency, um, some of the like Ethereum web based stuff, like to try to insulate and maybe diversify how we're set up mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but still, 
that the premise can't change that much, which is most of our shit is free. Yeah. Like 99% of what we put out is free. I mean, speaking, <clears throat> this podcast is free. It is. And it will remain so. And it will always be free. Mm-hmm. And there will never be any advertising unless we remember to advertise <laughs> the stuff that we make and sell. That's going to be our tagline. Nonprofit. Yeah. Never worry about inflation because we never charge. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, and that, that's you know our our advertisement is hey if you like this free stuff which is a lot of it um, and you want to continue doing free stuff it, it's almost like a charity it feels yeah. like a charity to some degree granted we're exchanging something for value but you're like buy a t-shirt buy a book buy buy something that we do involve yourself in the space program something like that and we'll continue to do this free stuff so that coming back to our like idea of how to insulate and or, or leverage against a potential harm. So let's say the economy gets really bad. Um, you know, we have this overhead for the building and this other stuff. Yeah. That, that's what I'm trying to think. Like, how do we insulate for that? Yeah. I have no idea. I, I don't know what the right here. move is. Maybe we don't have an option, but we could have bought the building or something. Right. My, in my head, if I was a risk taker and I didn't have a child at home, I would sell my house now. I would move into that apartment upstairs and I would just hang out until it crashed. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I would try to buy up everything that I could with as much equity and HELOCing and like, you know, credit lines that I could is, uh, when it was at what I thought would be the bottom. Wow. That's what I think yeah. should happen. Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Go get him. Go see who's here. Yeah. I bet some people are coming in here to engage in some effort. Exercise? Oh, is that yeah. already? Is yeah, that it is. Time? Well, that was a short episode. It's time. Yeah, 30 minutes. <sighs> like, bang on. Really? Yeah. We didn't really get anywhere. No. We just probably freaked a bunch of people out. Or they just said, man, this is really going downhill. <laughs> they never talk about any. Uh, but I can assure you, <laughs> folks, if you've listened this deep into this conversation, <laughs> heavy conversation i can assure you that the next podcast that we post is a doozy it'd be good yeah yeah hamstrung exactly (laughs) (laughs) all right live strong see ya